This is the Fed and Fit Podcast, starting your week off with motivational thoughts on real food and fun fitness activities from Cassie Joy Garcia and co-host Carissa Talbot. Cassie is a nutritional consultant and the paleo food blogger behind fedandfit.com. Cassie has also authored two recipe ebooks, Cassie Joy's Fed and Fit Game Day Feast and Cassie Joy's Fed and Fit Holiday Feast. Each week, she will be joined by co-host Carissa Talbot. Carissa is the lady behind the widely popular Instagram and hashtag NoCookPaleo. Carissa is also the Chief Operating Officer for The Paleo Mom. If you enjoy the podcast, you can show your support by supporting another great small business. Place an order with the Granilla Bar and use the code FEDPLUSFIT at checkout so they'll know who sent you. That's the Granilla, spelled G-R-A-N-I-L-L-A, bar.com. Remember our disclaimer, the information and opinions shared in this podcast are solely those of any given individual and not a substitute for medical advice. And here are the ladies. Happy Monday, everybody. We are back with our third episode of the Fed and Fit podcast, and we're excited to be here. How's it going, Carissa? Excellent. How are you doing? I'm good. Excellent. Well, I just wanted to give our uh, our probably five listeners um, our little uh, quick follow up. We um, love all of all five. Of all you. five of you, big group <laughs> hug. Um, but uh, last week we had Amy Booher on the podcast talking about relentless pursuit, and she last time we talked to her, she was about to go into another surgery. And I just wanted to give everyone a follow up and let everyone know she made it through surgery number 11. And then I just want to make sure that we all send our love and support and good vibes um, her way for a healthy recovery. So um, I know that she's heading back home. And I just I just want us all to send all the good energy her way. And I'm so uh, thankful that she made it through Surgery number 11. Good job, Amy. Go, girl. Yeah, she's a superhero for mm. sure. So, Cassie, um, how's everything going with you? You're still on the 21 DSD and, like, update us. What's going on in your house? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, still trucking on the 21 DSD, you know, and then there's my domestic life is also lovely. We've got Austin and I bought a house. Um, almost about six months ago, and we are doing the backyard now. You know how some of those projects take time? Yes. So we've got sprinklers going in the backyard, and I'm one day going to have my own vegetable garden, which I'm excited about. Um, but yeah, things are good. We're puppy sitting June, who is June Bug, um, who is uh, Gus's sister, actually. So we've got two giant white dogs running around the house, and <laughs> with all the rain, it's uh, they've got a lot of dirty feet everywhere. But oh, it's, goodness. Yeah, but it's a lot of fun. And, you know, between 21 Sugar Detox and working on other projects, um, we've got a lot of really good food in the fridge. Awesome. So, yeah. So speaking of 21 DSD, it's going really well. Um, my cravings have become much more manageable and that's such a really powerful feeling. And that's one of the reasons why I really love this program and why I've done it. This is now my third time and why I do support it and recommend it to uh, my readers. I really think it's, it's such an awesome feeling that you're no longer a slave, you know, to those, Ooh, do I want to go get that sugary vanilla latte and the donut and, you know, in the work break room. You know, it's not even appealing anymore. 
Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then I also want to tell you guys in the spirit of full disclosure, <laughs> if you are wondering what it's like to be on a sugar detox and say a third slash halfway through you take one night off, I can tell you what it's like because Austin and I, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, Austin and I went, so we're wedding planning, right? And we went to San Angelo, Texas is where we're, we're going to get married. We've decided and um, we went to go test out one of the caterers. And so we're sitting there in this meal, and I had already decided going in that I was going to not be sugar detox at this test t- taste testing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so anyways, it went really well. The guy brought out a fabulous gluten-free cheesecake, um, and it was, it was a lot of fun. But I will tell you that the next day, it was like someone switched the flip or flipped the switch right back on. Oh, I was, you know, it ha- you have that kind of angry look in your eyes. You're like, I really want more <laughs> sugar. And um, you just, and if you do slip off like I did for, um, for an evening or a day or whatever it is, I'm just here to tell you that it's really easy to get back in it. Um, and so I had one day that it was tough again, but as soon as that day was over, it was good. You know, I was all good, all ready to go again. My cravings were manageable. Um, it didn't take that full week plus to get to that point again. So, you know, if you do feel like you've fallen off the bandwagon, don't think that, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. <laughs> you know, you can, you can really keep going at it. Just recommit yourself the next morning and go. So anyways, um, that was great. And then another Fed and Fit News Y'all requested four different kinds of recipes to really help you on your sugar detox in your whole 30s. Um, and so I've got those coming to you. You know, a lot of the top ones were slow cookers, stuff for breakfast on the go. Um, especially if you're following a paleo lifestyle, those can be tricky. And we've got mm-hmm. a pretty exciting option coming up. Casseroles and then new recipes for chicken breast. And I've got nice. some... Yeah, so they're all really delicious. <laughs> Our refrigerator is full of tasty foods in Austin is a happy camper with all that food. So anyways, Carissa, what's going on with you? Well, I, last week, um, I spent a whole week with April. Um, Some of you may know her as Butterfly's Peace Paleo. In side news, she actually runs the Instagram account for the 21 DSD. So interesting correlation there. Um, So the cool thing about staying with April one of the things I like much is I really stay no cook because she spoils me rotten when I come visit her and she gets all of her stuff from Yonderway Farm, which some of you may have heard of. They were at Paleo Effects last year and oh, just, I just can't even say enough about their pork belly bacon and their eggs are just like, oh, it's so orange and beautiful. I don't know. I just, I get spoiled because so I really don't have yolks. to cook. Yes. Yes, exactly. I love, important. I love it. Perky yolks are hard to come by. <laughs> so I had a week of cooked, delicious food and uh, I just get so spoiled. It's almost like I feel, when I go there, I feel like I'm going back home because it's like she really like cooks for me. It's so nice. Uh, I get so spoiled. But, but on a side note of, of staying with April, so some she's kind of known as like the dog lady in the paleo community um along with you know running the 21 DSD but uh she does fostering for an organization called Canine Angels 
and she also has three dogs of her own. So, of course, I brought Pinto with me. So, there's four. And she's fostering two puppies. So, we had a week of six dogs in the house. And everyone gets along. It's so awesome to see how quickly dogs form a pack. And Pinto's been here before. So, he's very familiar with Roxy, Chili Dog, and Jillian, who is April's regular dogs. Um, so, he came right in and just, you know, joins the crew right away. And he'll kind of growl at the puppies here and there just to say, hey, leave me alone. But it, it, it always works out pretty well. But um, just a quick little little shout. If anyone is looking for some puppies, she has some two adorable puppies that I got to spend a week with. Um, one is named Jovi. It's a golden mix. She's three and a half months old. And the other one is Kona. And she's an Irish terrier mix and three months old. And we'll put a link in the show notes for the rescue organization. And here's another cool little side note for all of you paleo geeks out there is that Liz Wolf and the urban poser, <clears throat> Jenny, both adopted dogs from April. So she kind of is the paleo dog whisperer in the paleo community. So it's fun. It's fun being here. I just get spoiled and I get to be around tons of puppies. That sounds like a dream. Um, oh my gosh. It was such a relaxing week. It's just good to reset and uh it's yeah, it's definitely like being at like the most awesome paleo retreat with lots of dogs. So Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> that sounds perfect. I actually we are thinking about expanding our little puppy family sometime in the next one to two years. And I know that um April is keeping her eyes out for mm-hmm. a perfect fit for us. Yep. And um, if you have your own dog at home that you rescued, um, there's a fun little hashtag that Canine Angels uses. And, you know, me, I'm all about hashtags. It's called Rescued is My Favorite Breed. And we'll also put that in the show notes. So feel free to take a picture of your dog and use the hashtag so Cassie and I can see your furry babies. As we have two of our own that we love very much. (laughs) Yep. So, um... Our topic this week, you want to roll right into it? Yeah, um, let's do it. Sleep. I think sleep is so underrated. Um, I think it's just a great topic to touch on. And it's one of those big basics. And it's easy for us to get caught up in all the details of, you know, trying to live a healthy lifestyle. And it's easy to kind of miss those big picture things. Um because we get caught up in all the details, but really none of the small stuff that you're, you're doing will make, it'll make a much larger impact if you have your basics covered. Um, so Cassie, do you want to like, just go in and tell us like why sleep, sleep quality is so important and, and why getting enough is like so important to our health? Yeah, I would love to. It's one of my favorite topics. I think that it, like Carissa just said, you know, it's a baseline. It's, it's the foundation for your healthy lifestyle, just like drinking enough water, you know, just those, those very basic essential tools that you need. And from there we can build upon. And from there we can start talking about, you know, healthy foods to incorporate or other foods maybe to avoid. Um, and then you want to start splitting some more hairs, you get into supplements and things like that. But the foundation and the most basic one is getting enough sleep. It really controls your health. Um, and getting enough quality sleep really matters. It's a tremendous health marker. 
and it not necessarily, um, or at least it contributes. So we, we tend to think that weight is a health marker, you know, in, in standard America right now, we think that the more you weigh, maybe that is an equivalent to your health. And we've learned more recently that that's not true, um, but that inflammation is, is a more accurate health marker. Um, and inadequate sleep can actually increase inflammation, um, and enough sleep can really help combat it. So keep in mind, you know, and we all know this, I'm sure, but inflammation and, and too much of it, um, and when it really gets out of control, can really put you at much higher risk for illness, weight gain, obesity, and then all those other chronic diseases and conditions um, that we're aware of, you know, like diabetes, heart diseases, and then other further expressions of autoimmune diseases. So I think it's just important to remember if you just have, if you kind of lose sight and you want to sacrifice sleep at certain points to remember that sleep equals time for your body to heal. Okay. So it's absolutely something necessary that we need to have. Our, we go and we live our lives and we are experienced and encounter all of these toxins and stressors and sleep is kind of, it's, it's, it's that reset opportunity, just like Carissa going to Houston is her reset for her, you know, wonderful, healthy, positive outlook and mindset. Sleep is your daily reset and you really need to take advantage of it. And when you're researching sleep and things like that, a term might come up, the circadian rhythm. And if you've heard of this and you know a lot about it, then you, you know how it applies here. The really the Reader's Digest version, version is that it's a 24-hour natural cycle that our body has. Our bodies know because of this circadian rhythm that we're in, you know, whether it's daytime, whether it's nighttime, whether we should be getting waking up and revving up for our day, or whether we should be slowing down and getting ready for bed. And this rhythm is largely controlled by two main hormones, which are cortisol and melatonin. And, you know, there's, of course, uh, infinite other components to this. And it's much more complex than that, but we can summarize it's really those two that we want to talk about today. We'll go into more a little bit about that in a bit. But it's important to note that, you know, even if you have one night out or you have one all-nighter like we did in college, you know, I'd stay up all night and I had way before the days where I started researching nutrition and, you know, the the long-term impact that it had on my health, but drink coffee until the wee hours, trying to study, um, and it can really significantly throw off your sleep schedule and, and your health, therefore, by way of inflammation after just one late night or, or one all-nighter. So um, it's just important to remember that sleep equals health. The more you get and the higher quality you get, the healthier you're going to be and feel and the more equipped you are uh, to really handle some of life's challenges. For sure, for sure. Um, so do you want to tell us like, so a lot of people say eight hours, right? That's like yeah. the standard. So what is enough sleep? You know, there's not one answer. And, uh, I personally, I'd love to know how much you sleep at night, but my personal number is right at about eight and a half hours. Um, Chris, how much sleep is your ideal number? Well, I'm kind of spoiled, um, because I'm able to <clears throat> make my own schedule with my job. And on average, I'm about nine and a half to 10. That's and awesome. I, I, but I realize that I am in a position where I'm able to do that. I don't have kids. I have a flexible job. Um, so I'm, 
I'm blessed to be able to do that. And I realized for, you know, if I think back to when I was working two jobs and, you know, when I was younger, like there wasn't enough time for that. Like I didn't make the time for sleep. So I realize I'm kind of blessed in that way. But I mean, if you can, the more sleep is better, right? Or does it just depend on like, so there's not an, uh, an actual number, like they say eight hours, you think? Yeah. Your body will tell you what the number is. And this is going to sound crazy, but if you can take one night, let's say a, a weekend and sleep until you wake up, until you naturally wake up, um, that really is your number and you do it over and over again. And that number will vary and change depending on what you ate and what you experienced the night before. If you had a really stressful day, your body probably needs a little bit more time to um, catch up and reset, so you might sleep a little bit more. But it's ideal that you wake up when you wake up. And I understand that kids will wake you up, husbands will wake you up, boyfriends, dogs, <laughs> Gus. Oh my gosh! I mean, his programmed into his little circadian rhythm is the four a.m. He <laughs> walks over to my side of the bed and he <clears throat> does this. <laughs> sigh until I look down at him and I invite him up on the bed. So anyways, I understand that we have external um, factors that are going to off throw off our sleep. But yeah, it's when you wake up is when you wake up. And I think it's important to note that if you, you will probably need more sleep if your lifestyle is more unhealthy. Now, that's not to say that Carissa is unhealthy because she gets 10 hours of sleep. That just means that that's what works for her body. But generally, if you start to really clean up your diet and really start to manage your stress really well, and let's say you also get on top of making sure that your workouts are um, they're agreeable to your body, and I think Krista can talk a little bit more about that later, but you'll probably find a sweet spot, um, and, and you'll, you'll need less sleep because it'll be more efficient, and you'll have less inflammation to combat, less things to, um, to clean up for your body. Yeah, I totally agree with that for sure. So um, why don't we talk a little bit about things that disrupt our sleep and then how to combat them? Yes, good idea. (laughs) I think that um, the number one disruptor to sleep, in my humble opinion, is stress and thinking we can do it all. And I always think, when I try when I'm trying to explain this to people, I always think about the movie with Sarah Jessica Parker, the I don't know how she does it movie. Did you see that movie? No, I have not seen that movie, but Oh, it's funny you should see it. I Okay, just I'll put it on my list. I'll put it on my list. I'm not it, it probably I tend to like movies that don't get very good ratings, so don't have a huge <laughs> expectation. Um, but I just love Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm one of those one of those girls, but Um, In this movie, there's this part where she's laying in bed and she's mentally writing her to-do lists and scratching things off and she's just staring up at the dark ceiling and she's just go, 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 go and she wakes up and she's go, 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 go. And it's so having that mentality that we can do it on, oh, just pile it on, oh, just pile it on. And we joke, well, who needs to sleep? We can, we'll sleep when we're dead. You know, that whole mentality, that's a huge problem for our, our, our natural health and yeah. our rhythm. So assess your stress. I say get to the source of whatever it is that is the main stressor in your life and then try to make some active changes. You know, put sleep as a priority like you were saying. And this is going to take some time. So, you know, don't 
don't feel bad if you're not on top of this. Um, right. it's, it's something that I think everybody deals with on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what are some, um, other things that we can do? Oh, well, I know for myself, um, that I use an app called flux for my laptop. Do you do the same? I don't. I don't have Flux. I don't know. What is this Flux? <laughs> so it basically, at, it's auto set to your time zone and it turns off, um, it makes your computer screen go kind of orange. Um, and then so it makes it much easier for like on the eyes because it's like that blue light that it, it takes that away. So it's a free um, app, I guess, that you can get for your computer. Um, and it just auto syncs with where you are. Um, so I use that. And I also know with the new, I, the new update they did for iPhones, you can now select auto. So it'll turn down your brightness all the way automatically with the time zone. So it's really nice. So if you do have to like, which is an awful thing, but if you do have to check your phone late at night when you're laying in bed and you turn it on, you don't get that bright like light that's like so harsh on your eyes so it's nice and nice and subtle so I'm glad that they did that but um what other tips do you what do you use um well I just want to kind of expand on what you were talking about with the light and the reason why that's so important those two hormones that we talked about earlier that are the main I like to think of them as the main ones for negotiating your sleep Mm -hmm. um melatonin is so sensitive to light and it, and we start to rev up the amount of melatonin that our body naturally produces a couple hours before we're ready to go to bed. Um, and then it starts to decrease again when we wake up in the morning. But that is, is, you can essentially think of it as our sleep hormone. And melatonin is this fragile, fickle little hormone that if we experience a lot of light, I mean, it's like the little groundhog that goes back in its hole. It's not going it, to, it's, it's going to stay away. And so if we have trouble going to sleep at night because we were up staring at our computer <laughs> writing that report or whatever it was, that's probably the reason why we've shushed our melatonin away and we, it doesn't just turn on with a flip of a switch. Um, and so a couple hours before bed, it's a good idea to start thinking about dimming the lights as much as possible. Like Carissa said, maybe install that app so that if you do have to stare at your computer screen, um, that it changes it from a, ye- from a blue light to more of a yellow or an amber light. Um, and there's actually some goggles, some amber goggles. Have you seen I it? have seen those around Instagram. Um, our friend Haley I love her little selfies that she does with her amber glasses on. So cute. I have not invested in a pair of those, but I have been wanting to because, I mean, that's just awesome to be able to do that. Yeah, I think they're great. And and you really, you can pick them up at the hardware store. They're really accessible. Um, But I... I don't wear mine all the time just because I'm a, I'm a kind of a me. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. I feel like I'm a mainstream girl and so <laughs> I will wear the goggles if I really have to. If I, my sister is a country music singer and we like to joke that they are all vampires <laughs> because that is their, they are up all night on, they regularly go to bed at 5am just because that's the industry that they're in. And so if, if once in a blue moon, I do go and spend a night out with them um, at one of their shows, the next day I might wear my amber goggles to kind of, I feel like I'm using it to get myself back 
right. on track. Um, but after that, <laughs> I don't. But it's it's an avenue. You know, if you if you're going to be up and you've got to be up late, let's say meal prepping, right? And you're trying to get everything done, breakfast made and lunches made and dinners started for the next day, and yeah. you need to finish that and then go straight to bed. Pop on your amber glasses, and that might help you get to sleep a little bit easier. Yeah. Some other stuff to think about, um, try to give yourself a couple of hours before you go to bed um, with having not eaten. Uh, eat two to three hours before bed. That kind of gives your stomach some time to empty so that you know you, you, you're, you can at least not have any kind of a discomfort associated right. with too full of a stomach. Um, and then also, and this is something I do all the time, I forget on a constant basis because <laughs> I love hot herbal teas. Um, try to stop drinking water or tea about an hour before bed. I fail at that all the time. Yeah, because it's time. a big one. I mean, you, you go to bed and, and a couple hours go by and <laughs> I don't know if this is maybe just me, but I'm like, oh no, I should probably, it wakes me up. I should probably go to the bathroom. Like, I'm too tired. I'm <laughs> stay in bed. Yeah. And then I don't have to go that sleep. bad yet. I'm going to stay yeah. asleep. Right. And then you're just uncomfortable for right. the next however many hours. <laughs> so try to stop drinking water. Do yourself a favor uh, that might help make sleep a little bit easier. Not, not full stop drinking water, just before bed. I'm sorry. Yeah, just before bed. <laughs> Try to make sure you are guzzling water when you wake up. That's a good way to do it, um, right when you wake up. And then um, try to taper it off as you get ready for bed. Yeah. So I think another, um, and just to kind of wrap up our stuff on sleep, like talking about some good habits and practices to put into place. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about kind of what you do or maybe what tips you have that you tell your clients or? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, you know, we heard it from our parents growing up, early to bed, early to rise, early bird gets the worm, all that good stuff. I, I was always told growing up that the amount of sleep I got you get before midnight equals the quality of your sleep overall and how rested you feel. And really, it's kind of an old wives tale thing that my dad always told me that I find to be really true. I try to go to bed as early as possible. I'm, I know there's some people who function much better um, at a 2 a.m. bedtime and, and they sleep until you know noon. That's fine. Whatever works for you, but just try to figure it out and then be consistent. Get your body on a schedule. Um, try to seek sun during the day. If you really want to get your circadian rhythm, get your body working for you instead of against you with all of these sleep hormones, try to find sun during the day. So your body knows when it's daytime. Um, and, and in addition to other health benefits for the sun, we can talk about those in another episode. Um, but then make sure also that your room is really dark when you're going to bed, dark and quiet is important. So almost kind of treat yourself like you would a, a baby, you know, really yeah. how, how we treat how we treat infants. We try to make sure the room is really dark and quiet and cool. Um, do the, do the same favor for yourself and it'll really pay off. Like we've said numerous times, try to avoid those blue screens, your cell phones, your computers, your TVs. Um, another good practice is try to make your bedroom for sleep only. Right. You know, um, I've got a, I've got a bed, a TV in my bedroom and occasionally, and I, I like to think of it as the TV that I watch when I'm sick, which <laughs> knock on wood hasn't happened since we've lived here. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to have that option in case there is a day that I just need to be in bed. Right. But other than that, we try to keep the bedroom just for sleeping. 
Um, And then stay active. Chris will talk more about that in a little bit. Amber glasses will always be um, a a good help if you need them or if you work the night shifts. Michelle Tam of Nom Nom Paleo, for example, um, she works the, the graveyard shift as a, um, a pharmacist in a hospital. And so that, that's a totally different ball game. And I've got friends and clients that I've worked with that are, uh, nurses that work crazy schedules and doctors and physicians that work, um, all kinds of other different schedules and they don't have a regular schedule. It's not even possible because four days they're on and three days they're off. And eventually they're going to have to go to the grocery store, which is when they normally would be sleeping. Um, and so those, those amber glasses really can come in handy at that point. Yeah. Probably you have the any best, tips, Lisa? Yeah, the best advice I ever heard that I haven't taken yet, but that <laughs> I really need to. It's so awful. I'm really bad with my electronics just because I'm so connected in that way because of my job and my lifestyle that I've kind of created for myself. Um, Instagram addict. Watch out. Um, they need to have an Instagram anonymous at some point. It's going to happen. Um, but probably the best advice I heard was um, I had the pleasure to hear Ariana Huffington speak one time. And she said the best thing she ever did herself was kindly take all of her electronics and escort them out of the room <laughs> and leave them outside of the bedroom. And I have not done that yet. And it's probably something I really need to do is have a time of day where I'm like, nope, that's it. Everything shuts down. Turn everything off. Put it all the way outside of the room so that even if I wake up, I'm not tempted to go, you know, check whatever, you know, play on the phone. And uh, it's a really bad habit that I need to to work on. So... That's a good one. Just if, if you're tempted to turn on your phone, uh, just remove the problem. Right. It if out, it's all the way out of the room, it's just like, you know, having to go the potty thing. Like you just kind yeah. of are like, no, I'm too tired to get up. Yeah. Oh, move. it's totally fine. <laughs> Instagram will be there in the morning. It will. It w- I swear it will. It will. So um, do you want to roll us into our Fed segment? Yeah, I do. Okay. So... So clearly, and what we wanted to do was make sure that the Fed and Fit segments of today's episode tie in with the overall topic of sleep health. Yes. And so really I want to tell you about some food tips and directions you can take to help promote quality sleep. Excellent. And number one bullet point, and there is no surprise here, but the best foods to enjoy and also avoid happen to align with that grain-free paleo lifestyle that we all know and love. Um, And it really, again, has to do with inflammation, keeping your inflammation down, yourself healthy, and your energy levels stable will help your sleep habits. So if you're new to paleo, what that really means in a teal nutshell is we're just trying to avoid grains um, dairy, especially conventional dairy, and there's some people who really tolerate it if it's full fat versions, um, conventional meats and artificial ingredients and other processed sugars and processed foods at large. And there's some people who are fine with legumes. Other people find a lot of success with leaving them out. You can learn way more about the paleo lifestyle online. So anyways, that's that in the nugget. Um, another food tip I have for you is to have your dinners ready to go when you get home from work so that you don't have to stay up late making a meal 
after your day runneth over like mine does so often. I like to office today. I'm officing out of my house, but I like to office in an actual office where I get in my car and I drive to my <laughs> office and I listen to podcasts on the way because <laughs> we started this podcast. I was like, oh, I should probably start listening to podcasts. <laughs> so I know what's going on in the podcast world. And oh boy, am I hooked. Um, so now I'm listening to all these podcasts on my drive to work. I have my work day. And then I keep kicking the can down the road of when I'm going to go home. And when I finally come home, I'm like, gosh dang it. I wish I had put something in the slow cooker or had something ready to go because now I have to spend another two hours um, either getting settled home from work or getting my meals done and then eaten. And then by the time all that's said and done, it's time to go to bed. And it, it's just my night was crammed into such a short window. Yeah. So there's that. Um, another food tip, like I said before, try to stop eating about two to three hours and then drinking at least one hour before bed. Um, if you have acid reflux at night, it might be a good idea. And this is what I tell folks that I work with is to try to chart some of the foods that you think trigger that acid reflux, if that's disrupting your sleep. Um, and then when you figure out what those are, try to maybe avoid those foods at dinner time. Um, and if you can't live without them, then fold them into your earlier on in your day. And then also start looking into maybe increasing stomach acidity, which we can talk about, say for another one. Yeah, um, great tips. And then another last little nugget to put in your back pocket for food tips for um, promoting quality sleep. I'm a big fan of herbal teas and chamomile and ginger teas are some good ones. Chamomile being relaxing, ginger tea being very calming to your digestive system. Um, I like to have those before I go to bed and I find them really helpful. Yeah. Another thing that I do, and I'm sure you can talk more about too, is there are some supplements that help too. And I really like natural calm in a mm -hmm. cup of tea about an hour before bed. Um, that's something that I use. What other supplements can you suggest? That's that a great like. Yeah. Um, you know, you're probably thinking about, or you probably have heard of a lot of people taking melatonin. So melatonin, like we said, is a natural hormone that our body naturally produces. Um, but there are some people who will take it and they think that it helps, you know, them fall asleep and sleep better at night. And I'm, I, I don't personally take it, so I'm not going to validate or dispute it. Whatever works for you, um, go, go for it. Um, and I also recommend if you want to learn more about melatonin and the other sleep hormones and just sleep at large, check out Sarah Ballantyne's The Paleo Approach. I think she did an awesome job of providing a lot of, a lot of really detailed information. Um, but one of the two supplements that I do personally take that helps to promote sleep uh, outside of my fermented cod liver oil is magnesium citrate. And I like to take it just before I go to bed. Um, it's a naturally, magnesium is a naturally calming and relaxing element. And I find that it does help my sleep in addition to some of its other benefits. So that's one to think of. Um, but as with all supplements, and because we can't sit down and personally talk with you or coordinate with your physician, it's important that you do your research, read and carefully study what's on them, and then talk to your physician about taking them before you start taking them, especially if you're taking other medications. I just want to throw that out there. Good point, Cassie. You, yeah. Very good. So. <laughs> Very but good. tell us, Carissa, about the fitness <laughs> tips with all of this. I think that it's a really important component. It's one of the main, 
I think I think that integrating a fitness program can be your um, miracle as far as really oh, inspiring yeah. some good sleep. Yeah, especially if you don't have a regular fitness routine, um, whatever that may be, worked out for yourself. Having a a nice good workout in the day will definitely make you more tired. You will want to go to bed early, so that can that can be a big help. Um, so one of the the best things you can do, hands down, is walking. I mean, I'm really a big component um, of just daily walking. It's low impact. It's something easy that you can do. You don't need a gym membership. Um, and it's, it's free. You can do it anywhere, anytime you can walk stairs. Um, another easy thing you can do is if you're having a busy day as most of us do, and you're out running errands, you can park at the furthest away from the store Find a parking space that's all the way and then use that time to, to walk. So that's um, some, there's just great ways that you can add that in without putting more stress. Um, because when you're looking at starting a workout program, you want something that fits into your lifestyle now. And once it's a habit, like we talked about last week, once it's a habit, then you can add more to it. But in the beginning, just finding little ways you can add in fitness is a great way to not add on stress but still get a lot of activity in. So that's yeah. one of my, my big things um, with walking. A cool thing to tie back into my week here at April's house with all these dogs is there's a really cool app you can download onto your phone, and it's called Walk for a Dog. And this is really cool. I love it. Um, and we're going to put the link to it in the show notes. So basically, you can log all the miles you walk with your dog, and the app then donates money to your local rescue group, which I think is amazing. So you're just getting on your fitness and spending time with your furry friend, and they make the donation for you. So every mile that you walk, they donate. And you get to pick which uh, shelter your donation goes to. So you can reach out to your local shelter or if you want to support our friend April, you can search for Canine Angels. They are on the app. So that's really exciting. I love that. And maybe you don't have a furry friend. And maybe a great way to help um, in a way with being involved with your local community and to give yourself a routine is you could find your local rescue or shelter group and go volunteer to be a dog walker. There's so many dogs out there that you know just need you know, that time every day, um, with an awesome person like yourself. So if you don't have a dog, go volunteer to walk a dog and what a great way to get a free workout. And then also dogs just help your mental health so much. They always put a smile on your face and it's just good to be around. They just have such an enthusiasm for life. Like how could you not get happy? So, um, that's, I just, I love that. So if you don't have a furry friend, you can go borrow a furry friend for a day. Easy, easily done. <laughs> you can borrow my furry friend at 4 a.m. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's awesome. I think that's a really, really good activity. I'm going to download that app. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, Pinto and I um, are actually going to start using that um, ourselves on Monday. I've set some little goals for myself and... Because Pinto's a pretty good walker. We've done, he's done up to 10 miles at a time with me. 
um, walking. So he's he's time. quite a trooper. He really likes walking. Unfortunately, he had a hip injury in the beginning of December, so we haven't been able to do our long walks. But um, he got the okay from the vet, and I'm excited to to get back to taking him on our long trail walks. So it's, it's fun. It's it's good. Great stress, great stress reliever, which helps you get better sleep. <laughs> yep, manage those cortisol levels, all that good stuff. For sure, for sure. Awesome. Well, good. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Krista, do you have anything else to add on sleep? No, I think I think we gave people a really great place to to start from. So yeah, and I will summarize everybody these notes in our show notes found on fedandfit.com. So um, check there nice. for a list of these tips and tricks and some fun practices, easy practical practices that you can implement. So thanks for everybody for listening today and come find us again next Monday. Bye.